0: Hey there, welcome back to Truly Oz, where we're devoted to sharing insider scoops on our major cities and the exploration of regional, rural and outback Australia. We created these Truly Oz podcasts so that before you travel somewhere, you know a little bit about the place and have the lowdown on things to check out. I also love sharing my top picks on where to eat, drink, play and stay. For more travel inspiration, you can also check out our stories online at trulyoz.com and also find us on Instagram at trulyoz. Today we're heading over to Albany in Western Australia, which is rich in history, nature, wine and whiskey. It's also home to some incredible natural and man-made wonders and is known as Amazing Albany. But first, I would like to pay my respects to the traditional custodians of this beautiful region, the Noongar Minang people, who have lived in these parts for tens of thousands of years. Going further back in time, about 30 million years ago, Antarctica and Australia were still joined at the point where Albany's rugged coastline juts out into the Great Southern Ocean. Together these two enormous lands form part of the supercontinent called Gondwana. But then they broke away and now it looks as though there's a humongous granite jigsaw puzzle that's been ripped apart by the force of the ocean. You can see this at the gap where the enormous sets of waves come in thick and fast, crashing and slamming against the soaring cliffs. It's in the middle of the amazing granite formations of Turanderep National Park. They're covered in green, purple and orange lichen and low-lying scrub, making it a photographer's paradise. It's always been a popular spot to watch the power of Mother Nature on display, but in 2016, the gap was made more accessible thanks to a $6.1 million makeover that includes a cantilever platform stretching 10 metres out from the cliff's edge and soaring 40 metres above sea level. It's completely mesmerising watching the whitewash far below being sucked out to sea, leaving a glistening, polished 24 metre chasm momentarily covered in hundreds of waterfalls. Then another set of waves hits the cliff so hard that the massive eruption of white water obscures the view of the coast, and the explosions are followed by showers of light rain. Then quietly the waves retreat into the ocean again, and it all starts over again. If you're lucky, you'll also get a rainbow arching over all of this, as this part of the world is also known as the Rainbow Coast because they're such a regular occurrence. Albany is as rich in history as it is with outdoor adventures, and there are two places anyone curious about the past should visit to gain an understanding of how this Western Australian outpost developed into the cultural hub that it is today. The first is the National Anzac Centre, but take a box of tissues. It was established to honour the men and women who sacrificed their lives in World War I. You could spend an entire day here and many do so. The architecturally designed centre offers a dramatic telescopic view overlooking the location from where, in late 1914, 41,000 troops on more than 50 ships departed to serve the Great War. Many thousands of them did not return. The $10.6 million award-winning facility uses multimedia, interactive technology and historical artefacts to create an incredibly personal connection with the past. Upon entry, you're given a card with a man's photo and his name on it, a real person who went to war from this very spot. You then move through the centre, placing the cards on posts equipped with readers that give you details of what your man went through, taking you through his entire experience until the end of the war where you find out if he came home or not, or if he died overseas. It's a harrowing, humbling experience, and most people leave quietly with tears in their eyes. Another place that captures the beginning of Albany is the historic whaling station. Although it's quite confronting to explore a ship and a factory where whales were once regularly slaughtered, it's well worth your time. Originally called Whale World, it opened in 1980 after Shane's Beach Whaling Company, the last whaling company to cease operations in Australia. Was shut down in 1978. Albany has a 178-year history of whaling, so you can immerse yourself in the stories of the workers, the whales, and how they affected the economic and social history of the city. As they say at the museum, it's not always a pleasant story, but we believe it's an important one to share. On a brighter note, due to this region being one of the main thoroughfares for the annual migration of humpback and southern right whales and the rare blue whale, From June to October, the whale watching is some of the best that you'll get in Australia. If you're visiting Albany between January and April, a day out on the water learning about the incredible orcas of WA is a must. Departing from Albany, the full day tour takes you down to Bremer Bay, where you'll jump aboard a fully decked out vessel with a team of scientists and marine specialists. Heading out towards Bremer Canyon, you'll have the opportunity to spot orcas as well as sperm, beaked and point whales. Keep an eye out for sea lions, dolphins, sharks, and migratory Antarctic seabirds. Back on land, if you appreciate wine, you can't visit the great southern wine region without sampling some produce. So take a 40-minute drive through this gorgeous countryside to Mount Barker, where iconic Plantagenet Wines is based. In 1968, Englishman Tony Smith bought a small farm in the area called Bouverie. He planted Shiraz and Cabernet Sauvignon grapes, and six years later, those grapes were picked and turned into internationally acclaimed wines. In 1999, the winery was bought by Western Australia's oldest family business, Lionel Sampson & Sons, which was a marriage made in heaven as the family business specialised in industrial packaging and flexi-tanks for moving liquids in containers. Perfect. Today, you can visit the beautiful cellar door and enjoy a delicious light meal or a tasting. Or combine them and order a flight of wines with a platter for two. Then there's Gilbert family wines nestled on the outskirts of Stirling Range National Park. The on-site wine cafe is open Thursday through to Monday where you can enjoy a lunch sampling grape produce or a charcuterie board or a cheese platter or chocolate platter. As they say what grows together stays together. If you're a whiskey fan you need to visit Limeburners which is part of the Great Southern Distilling Company It's made quite a splash on the spirit scene since it won Best International Craft Whiskey in the World in 2017, and in 2018, its Darkest Winter Whiskey was crowned as the Southern Hemisphere's Whiskey of the Year. Owner and founder Cameron Syme grew up in a small town on the northeast wheat belt of Western Australia. He loved hearing stories of Scottish relatives, who, so the story goes, gave up the whereabouts of their illegal distillery and used the reward money to start a new one. Cameron and his team have created a distillery and tasting bar in Albany where their gins and tiger snake bourbon can also be sampled and purchased. It has to have one of the best views in town, overlooking the Princess Royal Harbour. If you're after luxury accommodation in Albany, Maitreya Private Retreat is one of the most beautiful, grand, secluded, privately owned properties in Australia, and it's owned by Rick Fenny, who's also known as the Desert Vet. He's well known as having had the famous red dog from the movie of the same name as one of his patients. The retreat sits on 650 acres and has its own extremely private beach, where it's been rumoured that Lady Gaga, when she stayed, felt so relaxed that she wandered along the sand naked. The homestead has eight suites, 11 bathrooms, a 20-seat movie theatre, a helipad, a private airstrip and an indoor heated pool complete with a rainforest garden. Food-wise, there are many great offerings in town. If you're after a hearty meal where history and food come together, then pull up a bar stool or a seat at the Earl of Spencer Historic Inn. In their own words, it's a modern take on a classic, an English-style pub that dishes up heartwarming, belly-filling, thirst-quenching relaxation. And it has a fun atmosphere and is a great place to meet the locals. There are tonnes of beers on tap, so grab a pie and a pint and choose from the long list of great southern wines. There's live music on a Friday night and they have awesome Sunday sessions. There's also open fires in winter and a bustling beer garden to enjoy in summer. History seems to run through the veins of most places in Albany. And if you want to try tasty food and great coffee, then head to the historic Stirling Terrace precinct, where you'll find Dillon's. Here you can slip into a booth and enjoy views over Princess Royal Harbour. The property was first developed by a merchant from the German Empire who operated as a general merchant. Following his death, his family built the two-storey building that Dillon's is now currently housed in, and it was completed in 1880. In 1902, it was operating as the Central Coffee Palace, and after a devastating fire, it was rebuilt in 1903. For those who hanker after great fish and chips, you will love Ocean and Paddock near Middleton Beach, which the owners say is a humble fish and chip shop reimagined. The friendly team focus on being the middleman between farmers, fishermen, butchers and their guests, and they were voted the best fish and chips in Western Australia in 2017, 2018 and 2019 in the Western Australian Fisheries Industry Council Awards, which is taken very seriously about town. Not only do they dish up fresh fish and oysters straight from the sea, there are also some awesome offerings such as the Buffalo Chicken Burger, Chutney Chilli Squid Salad, pork fillet Bayo burger with hoisin sauce and Thai salad, and the buttermilk fried lobster burgers. To get your veggies in, tuck into some of the battered asparagus spears with anchovy spices and garlic aioli on the cauliflower cheese balls. After all this eating, if you need a good walk, it's hard to choose which beach to visit in Albany. Most of them are stunning and crowd-free, but as Ocean and Paddock is a short stroll to Middleton Beach, start there. Other beautiful beaches are Emu Point Beach, which is great for families, and Fisherman's Beach at Possession Point. It has pristine white sand and, as the name suggests, is a hot local fishing spot. Then there's Little Beach at Two People's Bay, which is a hidden gem. It's no wonder that the name Amazing Albany stuck. I can't wait to get back and explore some more here, next time fitting in Denmark. But that's for another podcast. Rex has regular flights from Perth to Albany, so you can explore both of them in the one holiday. Thanks for listening to the Truly Oz podcast. If you like what you heard, hit follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode. And for more travel inspiration, head over to trulyoz.com or catch us on Instagram. We look forward to bringing you more Truly Oz travel inspiration soon. This podcast was made by Afternoon Sport Group. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com.